The wildcard playoff picture is looking more and more wild. We have a new MVP frontrunner, and we have some interesting injuries that shake up some of those playoff hopes. All that and more coming up on The House Call. Welcome back into the Gridiron segment. My name is Kyle. I am joined by Gage and Sammy. We are going to be talking about some of the main storylines coming out of the NFL right now. We've got some interesting candidates for the MVP. We've got some very, very fascinating playoff pictures and some very interesting matchups that could determine seeding very soon. Before we get to all that, I've got to shout out our amazing sponsor at Vivid Seats. Look, like I said, the playoff picture is getting more and more concrete, and we all know what that means. That means football season is rapidly drawing to its fantastic conclusion. So you need to make sure that you get yourself to a football game before the season is up. And the way you're going to do that is using Vivid Seats. Click the link in our description to save yourself even more money and get yourself a ticket using the best ticket buying platform on the market. These are guaranteed tickets, the best prices. Make sure you use that link as well to save even more money. And thank you to Vivid Seats for sponsoring this episode. Now, we have got to talk about the rematch of the NFC Championship. And listen, Debo Samuel, it, it seems that he was proven right because he said after that NFC Championship game where the Niners were blown out by the Eagles that if Brock Purdy was healthy, that game would have looked a little bit different. And now we got to see that game with a healthy Brock Purdy, and it looked a whole lot more than a little bit different. The Niners absolutely steamrolled the Eagles. Sammy, I'm going to you first. What were your thoughts watching that matchup? The Eagles just fell asleep at the switch. Yeah, uh, I think I saw the best team in the NFL. Let's just go ahead and call a spade a spade. Um, the, 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 the San Francisco 49ers are the most complete team from top to bottom in the NFL. They don't have a single weakness. And even if you'd like to say that weakness in the se is the secondary, I mean, you, if you want to beat them in the secondary, you can. It will not matter at the end of the day because they will get the stop. They will get off the field. And they showed it even in the first quarter. Uh, the first quarter, the Eagles were going down the field and – Guess what? They went into the red zone and it looked like the Eagles were off to a hot start, but back to back field goals in the red zone. And in my opinion, that showed right there what kind of game it was going to be. This 49ers team was a bend, don't break defense. And then once the offense got rolling, it really never looked back. One touchdown scoring drive after another. They had six straight scoring drives, guys. That is actually crazy considering the fact that this Eagles team always got the exact stop they needed when they needed to have it, even when the Eagles scored a touchdown to make it 21 to 13, it ended up not mattering because immediately right after that, it was, it's funny because we talk about Debo Samuel and we, I think we all agreed that he was kind of being outlandish crying about you know, his quarterback not being healthy. But now that we've seen the result, I mean, I think we're looking at that a the NFC Championship game a lot differently than what we used to, and and that to me opens a lot of eyes. And for the Eagles, let me tell you, man, the Eagles they've been getting a lot over the last couple of weeks before this game, and and a lot of people don't want to hear this. A lot of the wins that they've gotten were circumstances that the other team just couldn't take advantage of. I mean, you had the. Uh, 
Dak Prescott stepping out of bounds before breaking the plane. I think of that five red zone attempts and five and no and not a lot of touchdowns. It's it's not you're not going to win like that. I think of the MVS drop pass. I think of the Eagles against the Dolphins. Ten penalties to zero. That's not happening again. I mean, even against the Bills. I mean, there was a miscommunication on what would have been a touchdown to Gabe Davis with Josh Allen. So many things kind of going. Even in week one, we're talking about week one, the Patriots. Uh, Keyshawn Boutte couldn't get both feet in bounds. Who knows what happens? And the only time I think that things didn't go their way completely and uh, when crap hit the fan was against the Jets with the and credit to Gage's Jets there. And and this and this week right here with the Niners. I mean, nothing really, I mean, nothing really was going their way. And that small little tie turn with Greenlaw getting ejected didn't do anything. And and those linebackers, speaking of Greenlaw, speaking of linebackers, those linebackers, the Eagles, I mean, I mean, I know bringing in Shaq Leonard to some people might not be the best. To me, it's not the best, but straight up. He's better than whatever they got right now. I mean, and quite frankly, and quite frankly, this leads me to believe that, you know, we kind of have been looking a bit, you know, too much at Jalen Hurts and giving him a bit too much credit for starting off slow and then ending up a little bit, you know, ending up really well. So I, I think at the end of the day, you got to play a complete four quarters and they've been playing with their food a lot. And they've been beating really good teams by playing with their food, which is great. But when you face a real team like San Francisco, and next week when you face a hot Dallas team, you better be on your A game. And and this last and this past Sunday was an example of the Niners being on their A game and the Eagles getting straight up punched in the mouth. Something I think they really needed to get them to wake up. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like you cannot be expecting to win playoff games and win a Super Bowl if you're relying so much on playing to the level of your opponent because if the level of your opponent is the 49ers you're probably not matching that like you can't play from behind and catch up to their intensity you can't catch up to a runaway freight train basically that's how i have to describe the 49ers because that's what i saw the eagles got a fucking train ran all over them uh cage i gotta throw it to you next because uh I see a little, I see a little MV Purdy over there. Well, talk to me about Brock Purdy putting up 300 yards and four tuds. I mean, it's crazy thinking about a couple weeks ago, we were on like fraud watch for Brock Purdy because he had three bad weeks, which weren't even that bad. <clears throat> he just lost two of the biggest weapons on his offense. And people were complaining, oh, why can't you just make up for that? You still have Brandon Ayuk. He still has a great offensive line. Okay, why are you blaming a guy for having a good supporting cast? Is that what you want for a quarterback? And you have the best play caller in Kyle Shanahan, who's going to get the ball in the hands of these guys. Why isn't he making these deep throws? Why isn't he like making? And he's been throws? making the deep throws too when he's yeah, needed like, to. When he's when the play call is there, and Kyle Shanahan's like, "Hey, we want to take this shot." He he's hitting he that guy in stride, and he's making great pack shoulders on the same page as his receivers. Most ninety nine percent of the time, he's making a great throw where the receiver's going to be safe catching it and be able to take it to the house if he can like that's all he has to do he's playing within his system playing within himself he doesn't need to go try to play outside of himself and he's putting up 300 yard games with four touchdowns like just doing what he straight needs to do having perfect passer ratings like and people were really doubting him for three weeks that people just had good game plans for him and people were hurt like shit happens in the nfl it, it's a part of the game 
but you can't look at this guy and now see the last four weeks and be like, okay, well, this is the guy we thought we had the whole time. Yeah, because it was still the same guy. It was just the, the media and the NFL wants to jump on people because they just don't win every game. Like, that's not possible. Like, uh, it's completely the, reactionary. The record as a starter is insane. It's nuts. And we watched a preview of the NFC Championship game. I believe will be this year as well. And it's going to look way different than last year's. And it's it's asinine to think that the N- NFC doesn't go through San Francisco. It's asinine if you think differently. It's not Philly anymore. No. no like, I wholeheartedly believe that Philly loses this to Dallas this weekend. Wholeheartedly believe that. Oh, wow. And that would close. Right. That, and if that happens, guess who shoots to the one number one seed? The San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco. San Francisco, and who has the tiebreaker over Philly. Over Philly and Dallas. By oh, beating do, they the dog have, do they have it over Dallas? Yeah, by beating the dog shit out of both of them. Fucking annihilated. We'll get into it later about the NFC playoff picture, but like it, it's going through San Fran. Like there's no yeah. and, and and what's and what's crazy is that like, like we're not even this game kind of changed the complexion of how we look at next week's game. Philly has not gone away from home. I feel like in a long time. I mean, and 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 they're gonna go to Dallas, a very hostile environment. Are they going to be ready for that? And can they respond? Also, to... if you look at Dallas playing at home, thank you for alluding to the San Francisco to cut you up. Dallas is home, yeah. playing at home stats, like Sands, the San Francisco game. They are outscoring their opponents by an average of 27 points at home. It is an amazing home field advantage they have in Dallas. It really is. It's been it's the whole huge. year. Yeah. And, and that's and that's the scary part is that like if Dallas can somehow look like we we know we talk about you know the the Niners getting home field advantage if any of these teams get home field advantage it's going to be huge right but I think what's even more important is just how these teams look ending this season Philly needs to really hope that they don't get into some kind of skid because it's no question they're going to make the playoffs right like that's not that's not what we're debating here but what i'm saying is will they look good going into the playoffs because if they don't that causes them the number one seed and then you're facing a dallas and san francisco team that are clearly playing better football and and you know i know a lot of people look at the philadelphia eagles record and say oh they're turning one day but they're on an insane hot streak make no mistake about it if you look at the two teams and the way they've been at the three teams and compare the way they've been I know Philly and and Dallas have had easier schedules, but my goodness, Philly and, and Dallas look like they are so much more ahead of Philly in terms of the way they're playing right now. And I'm not saying that's not going to be the case come playoff time because I feel like Philly, at the end of the day, winning matters. And if they find ways to win, you find ways to win. If they don't find a way to like clean up the mistakes that they've been doing the last couple of weeks, like losing the turnover battle losing the yard battle like if they keep on doing that the result we saw sunday is the result we're gonna see in the playoffs and and i'm pretty sure philly is not the philly fan base is not going to be ready for that kind of disappointment also if philly drops this game to dallas like i actually think is reasonable to say all the factors go into it that they might drop this game now they have to play every single week like it's do or die because if one more game they lose dallas might not lose lose out 
So no. that means they come from the number two seed winning the division to being a wild card. And now having maybe one home game, maybe. And now you're playing away the whole time, which is massive in the playoffs, especially if you don't go in looking the best. No, and, and you also have to look at San Francisco's schedule. There's one tough game left, and it's Baltimore. All the other games on San Francisco's schedule are absolute cakewalks. Like, I don't I don't know if I see San Francisco losing another game. I, I, I'll say this. I think Sean McVay, well, the Rams have been heating up a bit, and, and the Rams, we'll talk about... We'll talk about them in the play, in the NFC uh, playoff um, picture that we're going to discuss. But Sean McVay always has a great game plan against the the Niners, and I know the Niners always seem to get the upper hand against the Rams anyway, right? But it, it seems like Sean McVay always plays him tough, even early on in the season without Cooper Cup. So I'm curious to see how that matchup goes to end the season. It's going to be interesting. It's it, man, Cooper Cup needs to just remember how to play football again like bro you were a triple crown winner two years ago i mean i think they're just opening it up for puka nakua a lot puka's I was, been I, don't think, I don't think cooper cup's actually 100 percent either I don't, he's not, I don't think he is at this point he, there's no way that cooper cup is even close to 100 percent. just with how banged up he was last year i think he rushed back anyways and he's probably sustaining just mild minor bumps and bonks here and there and that doesn't help um right that that the, god that triple crown year was i thought i thought it was going to be the first time we would see a wide receiver win mvp i mean it but, should have been and justice everson last year should have been too but like who the fuck are we to say the nfl shouldn't give it to a quarterback award kyle I, kyle i felt a segue coming no quarterback no quarterback for mvp no quarterbacks for MVP because we have a chance. We have a real chance of having the first wide receiver to ever win the MVP because Tyreek Hill is going to have 2,000 yards. So, like, Tyreek Hill is playing w- one of the best seasons of football I've seen from a wide receiver. It's not like, and that's the thing people don't understand. It's like not just the speed. It's not like Tyreek is just doing these go routes and taking the top off of defense. No, it's yards after the catch too. He's making people miss. He's catching a slant and taking it 60 yards to the house. I don't understand why the MVP has to be a quarterback award um, because it should be Tyreek Hill at this point or at the very least Christian McCaffrey. Um, But as we have already alluded to, Brock Purdy is now the odds-on favorite to win the MVP. Um, I'm just going to ask this generally right now. Should it be a quarterback? And which quarterback is it going to end up being anyways? Um, Gage, you want to go first? Maybe you can take this first, please. Uh, Please take that. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, Wait, unless you got something hot, I'll go first. If you got something uh, hot. No, no. I I, I don't have really anything hot. I kind of agree with Kyle here, but. Oh, yeah. Man, all I'm saying is, is that Dak Prescott, if there's a quarterback that deserves to win the award, Dak Prescott, I'm sorry. He is the guy. Look, guys. We have to stop acting like Doc Prescott. I know, I know, I, I see the, the teams that he plays, okay? I'm not stupid. I, I'm looking at the stats right now. But he's leading the league in touchdowns. He's top He's top three in passing yards. Like, like we can't just ignore this, right? Like, Dak Prescott. Maybe he's gotten rid of the turnovers. Like, he's, yeah, got, he's he, cut down way on the turnovers. Exactly my point. So, like, we, we can't act like, like Dak Prescott is, is not. If there's one quarterback that we're going to throw in that uh, conversation, if we're going to just uh, take take away um, uh, quarterbacks completely, there's one that we should allow. 
guys, Dak Prescott probably is that guy. Because although I am the biggest Tua stand that will ever grace God's green earth, I recognize that Tua Tagovailoa, even his situation with a, a half decent offensive line, he has Tyree Kill, he has Jalen Waddle, and that and Mike McDaniel is a great play caller. I feel like what Dak is doing though in Dallas, and it's really going to come down to the way he Dak finishes the season. The way he's doing it is CD Lamb. He he's all, pretty much targeting CD Lamb here. The rest of his receivers, I think, aside from Jake Ferguson, the tight end, I don't think he can really rely on those guys. Like like at least with Tua, you can rely on Jalen Waddle. Got Brandon Cooks, who's coming Brandon, back, but. But Brandon Cooks, in my opinion, I, I get what you're saying, but I feel like Brandon Cooks is a bit one-dimensional. You don't have any like sh like surefire route runners like a CD Lamb outside of CD Lamb of CD Lamb. Exactly, the run game is kind of not really there either. Like Tony Pollard hasn't been exactly what we all thought he would be. He's not so, built for being. He's not built for being a running back one. Like that's exactly. Yeah, I think I think I think the the Cowboys should 100% be in the running back market in the draft and in in the and in the um and in the off season for sure. But if look, guys, when Blake Corum is sitting there, fucking. Oh, I'm taking him for sure. Michigan, I, Michigan's running back, absolutely. But I agree with you, Kyle, on this. I think Tyreek Hill has been way too good for us to just ignore it and for us to just like straight up not give him the MVP award. Okay, he's about to lead the league. And he's about to lead the lead in touchdowns. He's about to lead the lead in receiving yards by a wide margin. There's and no then close. I guess I guess the one thing you can knock him on is receptions. But if I don't think he's that far off in terms of like the league leaders, like like, like he's he's still pretty close even then. So I I think there we've got to be transparent here if you're the NFL right now. The the candidates here are my. Three candidates right now to win MVP. It's one Tyreek Hill, two Dakota Prescott. You guys are going to be upset at this third one. It's two Tagovailoa at third. No, you cannot put two of of Christian McCaffrey. I think. I, okay, you know what? You actually, I kind of can because because oh. Christian McCaffrey. Look, Christian McCaffrey was in that offense in the three weeks that Debo Samuel was out, and I can make an argument that Debo Samuel is more important in that offense now. Is he? I think, in my opinion, Christian McCaffrey and Debo are equally as important. But I think the three-game stretch without Debo Samuel, it clearly showed that the offense needs Debo, Debo Samuel. Like just like the offense needs Christian McCaffrey, the offense needs Debo Samuel. So I think that kind of takes away a bit from Christian McCaffrey. I don't know what the offense with Tyree Kill is going to look. I think it'll be a well-oiled machine. But what does it? Will it take the top off? Will it? Like will it? Will like. I think Tua is a great QB. I think Tua is an elite QB, but I think I think with Tyree Kill not out there, the offense kind of takes a step back, and it goes from elite to just good to great. And I think that step to elite is very vast, and which is why I think Tyreek is there. And and Dak Prescott and Tua, Dak Prescott and Tua, I think should be the guys. Because let's be, if we're being real, right right here, guys. They're going to give it to an, a, a quarterback, which sucks. I think it should be Tyreek Hill. I, I, I like, and and I, I want to discuss this real quick before I hand it to you, Gabe. And with Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts, I think Brock Purdy, statistically, like you see his stats and are like, yeah, 100% should be an MVP candidate. 
over all these guys. But if you look at like the way Brock Purdy plays, Brock Purdy has stretches where he does make these big time throws. But some of these throws are, are screen passes as well. Like the game against the Eagles was a big example. Like like one of them was just a screen pass taken all the way to for a touchdown. Or the other touchdown, Debo Samuel broke a tackle. It should have been an eight yard gain. He turned it into a a big big play for a touchdown too. So. I don't want to take away from Brock Purdy, but all the quarterbacks and wide receiver and MVP candidates are I just mentioned. Jalen Hurts is nowhere near it. I don't know what I don't know what Jalen Hurts' argument is. I don't know why people were arguing Jalen Hurts, but he was never, in my opinion, in the MVP race to be, begin with. And the fact that he was number one at one point kind of made me sick. So, damn, I'm man. done yapping. Go damn. ahead, Judge. Kyle, you got something before I go start my no, rant? No, let it rip. Let it rip. Yeah, you want to get in there real quick? Get it now. Get in there. Uh, if you look at Brock Purdy's numbers, it supports that Dak Prescott, as much as I hate to say this, should be the front runner for MVP instead of Brock Purdy. Um, even number of interceptions between Brock and Dak at six apiece, which is more of testament. Like, if anything, Dak, if he doesn't win MVP, should win comeback probably of the year. Like, I don't know why that's not a discussion either. Like, it makes actually that makes a level of sense, and like I don't know if they I don't know if they would ever completely turn it around year to year, like completely. If that isn't the whole thing about comeback player of the year, I don't the, know how or why. The narrative the narrative was kind of dumb though with Dak's interception. Some of them were just drops that were just conveniently still, there for still, the. No, it was a media so. point. That everyone ripped on him the entire that's the true entire off season for that. And now he's had the lowest interception rate of the league, he's, and the highest, touch, the highest touchdown to interception rate in the league. Right. So, Money. The last quarterback who did that pretty regularly was a guy named Aaron Rodgers, and I think he won a couple of MVPs back to back. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like Dak deserves something. If it's not going to be MVP, it should be something. At least offensive like, player of the year, comeback player of the year, something. I don't know about offensive player of the year because, like, if Tyreek doesn't win MVP, Tyreek's offensive player. Like, well, there's no be. fucking way. If he, if it, oh, I'm gonna like, get themed about this shit. My thing is, should Tyreek seriously be considered the MVP? Yes, because he is the most valuable person in that Dolphins team. Like, he's doing disaster shit to defenses, giving Tua so many options, and now he's. Jalen Waddle is always the fuck open because there are people looking at Tyreek and two is having a great year. If you put all those things together, Ty- Tyreek is just a linchpin to that. Yeah. The league's best offense. And he's going to have over 2,000 yards this season, which again, just mind you, Calvin Johnson couldn't do that in his prime with Matthew Stafford. Like Just, just going to throw that out there. Let's contextualize yeah. that, yeah. If that's not good enough for you, and the Triple Crown's not good enough for you to get MVP. NFL, just say the MVP is strictly a quarterback award. Just come out and say it and just be transparent that, like, all these guys don't have a fucking shot. Like, I, I guess I you make a great point, Gage. Uh, but I have a question for both of you guys. What is the most valuable position on the field on offense? On offense? On offense. The position, singular position. What's the most valuable? I would say quarterback. I think that's kind of why it is a, a kind of a QB award. That's kind of, at the end of the day. That's why the NFL looks at it as a QB award. Absolutely. Yeah, but, but then but, if you look at the if you look at the Miami situation, you have the best receiver in the league. 
bar none, number one, wide receiver one. All you need is a quarterback who is accurate. And luckily, they happen to have a quarterback who is insanely accurate in Tua. The most accurate, yes. Yeah, no, he's yeah. he could he could fit a ball through a keyhole if he had to. Like that guy is so good at throwing a football. Let's not get it twisted. And I'm mad about it because it's the Dolphins, but I'll get over it. Don't don't I'm blaze like, my team and then just say it's the Dolphins like that. I don't like that. It's the Dolphins. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I legitimately think that in some circumstances there's a, there are offenses like the. The Miami Dolphins offense, I almost said the Chiefs offense. We'll get into the Chiefs offense in a second. But the Miami Dolphins offense, I think Tyreek is the most valuable player on that offense specifically. If we, But then again, if we're looking at a general 11 people, not specifics, then I'd say the quarterback is the most important yeah. position. But to go, to continue on my rant and a half regarding the name I've chosen today, the reason I think Brock Purdy should be the front runner over Dak, even though for the reason I explained, Dak is statistically the better quarterback. Just three more touchdowns, same amount of interceptions. Completion rate is almost almost the same. 70.1 for Dak, 70.2 for Brock. Like, almost fucking identical. Brock Brady has a high, little higher passer rating. But I think Dak has less weapons and Dak's doing more. Surely, Brock Purdy's putting up these numbers with the best running back in football, also putting up a thousand yards and twelve touchdowns, while Tony Pollard has been stuck in quicksand for a better part of the season, like ninety percent of the season. So, yeah. I'm arguing Dak has to do more for his team to win because the running game's not there. While Brock Purdy's still putting up these numbers, when the running game is most certainly there. So, it's I think that's the aspect they're looking for. But again, that means for the MVP of like the league or your team. It shouldn't be more Dak. Yeah. Because no, Dak's it, doing more himself, but Brock is still putting up insane numbers with the best. I, I, I think also, I think also it should be established that I think by now, Brock Purdy and Tua Tagovailoa and Jalen Hurts and, and even Dak Prescott have kind of separated themselves from the game manager mold. Yeah, like, no, these no. guys are. These guys are slinging it. Like like Brock Purdy, I know Brock Purdy, I know what I said about Brock Purdy and him dumping it down to Debo and stuff like that, all right? And I still think Brock Purdy has a bit to prove in terms of like playing from behind. But it's like it's like these guys are like with with Brock Purdy, it's his athleticism and, and what he can do even when the play's not there. And with Tua, it's his insane anticipation and his his ability to like be accurate with Jalen Hurts is it's his ability to run and with Dak Prescott we've seen it this year he can elevate a, a team he can elevate a receiver with CD Lamb and like having a, one of the best seasons of his career and probably the best season of his career he's second in receiving yards so I think I think these guys have like surpassed a game manager mold for sure yeah and also like I also kind of hold the opinion that people shit on Dak and I'm guilty of it. But I think people okay. shit on Dak so much because, you know, his the, his elite traits aren't necessarily things that you can quantify with stats. Like, Dak is just a phenomenal leader. He brings the best out of his teammates. Like, if you see how he interacts with his, with, with his wide receivers, they love the guy. They respect the guy. They want to go and play for him. And that's huge. Like, if you are an ineffective leader, 
you're not going to be lasting very long in this league. Right. Dak Prescott has lasted a decent amount of time in this league, and it's time to give him his flowers. I have to say it. It's time to give him his flowers. But we do get to take flowers away from somebody because, speaking of all this lovely this, MVP this race competition. hate him. I love my yeah, segues. Don't you talk? Don't you talk down about my segues? Because we've been talking about this MVP race, and we have not mentioned one certain Patrick Mahomes the second, and that is because he got absolutely outplayed by Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers, which breaks my heart to say because I am a Bears fan first and foremost. Everyone knows I love my Patriots as well, but Chicago, I bleed navy and orange. So when the Packers were beating the, you know, when the Packers were beating the Chiefs, I wasn't necessarily the most thrilled, but I was thrilled about the fact that we had one more quarterback out of the MVP conversation because Patrick Mahomes does not deserve to win the MVP a second year in a row. Let's just state it like it is. Uh, just asking, just asking generally now, what were our thoughts about I mean, is it time for the alarm bells for the Chiefs? Because that's what it's feeling like. You can go, Gage. I'll, 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 yeah, I'll, say, I'll take this one. Um, yeah, Patrick Holmes, MVP. Not, I don't think it's happening this year. He's just, he might still like very well be the best quarterback in the league, but <laughs> he's not playing like it, and no. his team's not playing like it. His receivers are shooting themselves and him in the foot too. So he's got no favors this year. And, yeah, he does all these things. People need to get off his dick. Like, finally, please, Chris Collinsler, I'm fucking looking at you <laughs> for two hours a game on this man's meat nonstop. Like, just get it over with. But yes, he's a very, very good player. He is the best quarterback in the league. He's not going to put a whole fucking team on his back. Please get off the man's dick. Please. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's red flag. It's a, alarm smashing time in Kansas City. Your last four weeks, you are three. You are one in three, like one in three with losses to Denver. Should have lost to fuck, like ooh. Denver, Philly, and now Green Bay. And you should have lost to the uh, sorry, not Oakland, Vegas. <laughs> you should have lost that game too. Honestly, oh, poor Oakland man. <sighs> poor Oakland. Like, they have no teams left. <laughs> yeah, I know it's. Ah. That's a rant for a different time. That, like, I'm I'm on from the other side of the country, and like that stuff fucking sucks because Oakland is a very fucking very very strong fan base, so that kind of sucked. Uh, oh, anyway, man. yeah, they should have lost four 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 in a row. Like, shouldn't like should be barely a fridge. They kind of dominated Las Vegas though. Like, it wasn't like Las Vegas had that like game a... was very close until the end. Like, if you watch, yeah, they did kind of take away at the end. They they, yeah, they, they kind of like, extended the yeah. a little bit. But you expect that. You shouldn't be at looking at the start of the fourth quarter like, this game is really close. Like, why no. is this game even in question right now? But you lost to Denver. Like, okay, maybe one off. Like, Then you lose to Philly, which if MVS has any hands, you win. Okay? Happens. Beat, beat Vegas. Dope. Get some and then you get obliterated by Jordan Love. Like... On prime time, is obliterated by Jordan Love. Like, you can't be letting that happen. I mean, Jordan Love seems like the truth. Bro, like, Don't say the that. Pack, the Packers can't keep getting away with this. I'm so a, fucking infuriated. As, I'm like, as, if it happens again, I won't be able to fucking function. It's been my whole life. 
Like, I was born and Brett Favre was there. And then fucking Aaron Rodgers comes to town. I've never gotten to enjoy the Packers sucking. I need wait, wait. this. Kyle, wait. Gage hasn't finished yet. <laughs> like, oh, I know. No, finished. it's fine. As two two people from poverty franchises that can't fend a fucking quarterback to save their life in the last 60 fucking years. <laughs> like, it's infuriating. They just keep doing this over from Bart Starr to Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, now to Jordan fucking Love. you got to be kidding me. It's a carousel over there. <laughs> but, ooh, ooh, that is not the brand I wanted to get man. on today. Ooh. Uh, yeah, good for Jordan Love, though. Good for, like, good for him. Like, good for the organization in Green Bay. Like, good for fucking them. But it showed, like, Kansas City is not the Kansas City dynasty. Like, they've been known to be that people want them to be, that Chris Collinsworth wants them to be. Um, you need three out of four for a dynasty. And they got straight outplayed in every facet of the game. Special teams, defense, and offense. You that can't... The defense one was so surprising to me because... The Chiefs defense has been amazing. Like, this is the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has ever fielded in his career. And this is the, the Green Bay Packers sold on defense. They traded Russell Douglas to Buffalo, who is arguably their top best corner. Arguably. And their defense locked down Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Like, as much what, as what one, can, Alexander. As much as one can. You lock both of them down. Like if you keep Tansini under twenty points, you can say you lock them in. Like there's there's only so much you can do in the realm of possibility, and that's about damn near as much as you can do. Just keep them under twenty, and all you have to do is put up twenty seven, and you win that game pretty sure-handedly. Like they did everything right, and it just showed the flaws of Kansas City, and look, showed the chinks in the armor everywhere on that offense. Because Travis Kelsey is still banged up. Like don't know what to tell you. And Patrick Mahomes is not the guy that's going to put an entire team offense on his back. He just physically can't. And it's not on him. That's not his fault. He, there's no one person could do that. Unless your name's Tom fucking Brady. But he's not. Like, so. And even even Tom Brady needed some weapons. Like, it's, yeah. it's it wasn't just, it was like Tom Brady was. No, he had Troy Brown and then. And, and then let's not forget, like, Tom Brady also had, it wasn't like a, a, a great, a, like a, just a, a good defense. It was like. All-time great oh, well, defense I mean, yeah, with Bel- Bill Belichick. So, but offensively, you absolutely have a point there. And 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 I want to make this more about Jordan Love. And Jordan Love in his last five games, eleven touchdowns to two interceptions. I think he was the highest-graded QB on PFF. Okay, this man clearly from this from the start of the season, he kind of looked shaky. Aside from the first two games, the first two games, six touchdowns, zero interceptions. And he kind of went on a bit of a he kind of went on a bit of a, a slump there, specifically in the month of I believe it was October. In October, it was just a bad month. Like I think it was three touchdowns, five picks. They lost four straight games. It was a terrible month. And 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 after that, something kind of flipped. And it was the game against the Rams, where he only had one touchdown pass, but he didn't have any turnovers. Two hundred twenty-eight yards. Even against the Pittsburgh Steelers, two touchdowns, two picks. You kind of wanted him to calm down on the picks, but, but man, I, yeah, I mean, like I'm thinking about it now, right? And 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 with Jordan Love and his emergence, right? The Packers right now are are hot. Okay, let, let's let's make no mistake about it. Like this team, this team is heating up. All right, 
wins against the Chargers. I know the Chargers aren't exactly the best team right now, but against Detroit, who's probably going to win the division, against Kansas City, the reigning defending champs. I mean, those two teams are teams that are trying to win a Super Bowl this year. And the Packers, in an effort to get back into the NFC playoff picture, which we will get into, in an effort to, to get back into it, they needed these wins, and they did it. And it was all on the brunt of Jordan Love. And, and, and another thing, this wide receiving court, nothing too flashy this game, nothing that pops your eye in this game, aside from Christian Watson, seven catches, 71 yards, two tuds. Look, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, you got Jaden Reed, who's probably been one of the, the most underrated receivers this year. Um, add to that tight end, Tucker Kraft, Dontavian Wicks has been pretty good. Look, this team, this team has been, is kind of starting to gel in together. And I got to give credit to Matt LaFleur because Matt LaFleur got a lot of criticism in that month of October. I mean, everybody thought he needed Rodgers. And this feels like a Matt LaFleur offense more than an Aaron Rodgers offense. This yeah. feels like Matt Jordan Love really listening to his coach, kind of like a Tua with a McDaniel, kind of like a Brock Purdy with a uh, Kyle Shanahan. Jordan Love has turned it around fully, fully. Yeah. It really has. And and I got to give him credit, man. And, and look, man, don't be surprised. Look, Green Bay is one of those teams that just don't seem to go away even at the end of last year it took a bit to get rid of green bay it took a the until the very last week for the detroit lions who had pretty much nothing to lose to beat them so look man that was the look, best game oh, i bet it was look 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 okay look look you still you still have a problem over in chicago all right yeah. buddy Let, let's let's let, let's let's not one, get too one excited. Problem. Oh, oh, oh! I mean, a, a problem. I was kind of generalizing your entire franchise, you know, the, the organization of <laughs> the Chicago. Is is the yeah, exactly, exactly my point. Anyway, um, yeah, look, the Packer Jordan Love. I want to make this about him. He's been absolutely phenomenal this entire year. Twenty-two touchdowns, ten picks. Now it's he is their franchise, and that twenty twenty draft class is now kind of immortalizing itself as one of the greatest draft classes ever remember guys joe burrow Tua, justin herbert jordan love and jalen hurts that's five franchise qbs you can't go wrong with any of them if either team kind of switched you would it would it would pretty much be you still got your franchise so at this point i i, I gotta applaud man you guys you guys gotta you guys what, what is that that 2021 draft class oh dude that one like the 2021 draft class the, people think that that was the qb class oh yeah it everybody really thought yeah it like it was it was that class was compared to like some of the all-time great classes right like not and we weren't really talking about 2020 when we were thinking about all-time great classes everybody kind of were was iffy on justin herbert they were kind of iffy on tua joe burrow we weren't sure about because he got injured mm -hmm. first year jordan lover behind aaron Rodgers, and then jalen hurts everybody was kind of like what the heck is wrong with philly when they picked him so this this draft class is probably one of the most surprising for sure to like become this you know what i mean so absolutely and then you look at 2021 and realistically the only one who is definitively panned out 
is Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. That's it. Right. Like, and Justin the Jets choked that fucking number one pick away. I was still pissed. They had to fucking beat the Super Bowl champions, fucking LA Rams that season. Mm. Mm. You know, that kind of setback in front of the beginning of yeah. Yeah. At the beginning of the 21 season, I remember seeing edits of Trevor Lawrence in a Jets uniform because everyone was like, the Jets are going to get the first overall pick. <laughs> they should have. You just don't win that meaningless fucking game against the Rams. They can't even tank right. The Jets can't even tank right. Well, I've been saying that for fucking years. For <laughs> years. Well, I mean, speaking of Trevor Lawrence, we've got to talk about that ankle injury now because... Oh, these fucking... Oh, yeah. Get the fuck out of here, John. Fucking... <laughs> another, another segue. Damn it. He can't <laughs> keep getting away with Leave this. Leave it back in because Trevor Lawrence... I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the extent of the ankle sprain is. I know he's going to be missing at least like two to three weeks. I got it. I actually, I actually got it for you guys. Um, what is it? There is no timetable. There is none. There is none. And and, and let me tell you, that kind of scares me. Uh, I'm not going to lie. They're, they they I, I I'm surprised they didn't drop a grade. Uh, drop a grade. Uh, the, they didn't release like what grade it was. This hand. This, this ankle sprain yeah. it was grade one like one to two weeks grade two would be like three to six so they didn't give us a grade they just said it's a bad ankle sprain it didn't reveal anything else the injury looked a lot worse like looking at it it looked terrible and when bad. it looked really really bad but i kind of want to discuss look jacksonville you guys are in florida okay florida is home to a lot of vehicular um locomotives we'll call them uh one of them one of them being golf carts one of them being carts okay for whatever reason you decide to have trevor lawrence walk all the way to the locker room on a really really sprained ankle instead of carting the guy to the locker room avoiding any other whatever that ankle sprain was it got even more sprained the more you kept on walking with it and it's all your second embarrassment for the jags coaches Oh my goodness! What what was going on? And and I don't care if, if Trevor Lawrence said no to the car. Oh, I don't want these fans worrying. Who cares about the fans at that point? Okay, all these fans are worried about you. Okay, so I don't want to hear. Oh, you know, he didn't want the cart. Who the hell cares if he didn't want the cart? Get him the cart. Get him the damn cart. What's wrong he's with an, you? He's an NFL. He's a fucking NFL athlete. Of course, he's gonna be tough. You have to do what's best for his interests. I'm saying. Oh God! And honestly, I mean, like, wild card in the AFC now is really, really interesting because the the injury to Trevor Lawrence can't come at a worse time. Do it. Don't you do it? No, it, it, look at you. Look at the you look at the. I was, saying, I, was I was waiting for the segue. I was. I'm not going to segue. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to talk about the Jaguars having to play Cleveland and then Baltimore in the next two weeks without Trevor Lawrence. Like, that is significant, especially when you look at Houston about to overtake them for the division. Uh, I wouldn't worry too much about Cleveland, honestly, at this point. They, that defense is still... That, like, that defense de- is good, but that offense... Uh, the defense, no, well, well, the defense has kind of laid back-to-back eggs. Are we not... Are, have we not seen the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I mean, we can't the, objectively say that defense isn't good. Well, the defense not, is still good. Of course the defense is good, but, like, I think against the Broncos... Just not, they're just not going to win them games like they did I, for seven weeks. Yeah, like against the Broncos, twenty nine points. Against the Rams, thirty six points. Like, like the like the Browns, the, their defense. Look, we all expected 
this defense to be really good. I, I, some people think it's the best defense in the league. And Stop. for it to kind of like, and for it to kind of look like, you know, this team is kind of, this defense kind of take a step back the last two weeks. And even with Flacco performing pretty re relatively well, like it seems like that, that it doesn't matter. So I don't know, man, that, that defense has kind of done a couple of hiccups that I do not like myself. I think they're fatiguing. Like, I legitimately just think that defense is fatiguing because they spend most of the game on the field anyways, and you can't sustain that for the length of the NFL season, especially if we're in a 17-game season, people. Like, that doesn't happen. You can't... Ah, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like it when a defense that is great is worn down so much that they stop being great. Like, that, that really chaps my ass. I don't know. That's, that's the one you went with today. Can I segue now? Can I do it? Yeah, you can segue now. Fine. Oh my gosh. You see how uncomfortable that was? Do you now appreciate the weaving that I do within our episodes? It's, it, it gets a little, like, it's kind of like those things. It's like when Brian was barking at that mailman, like in that one Family Guy episode where he's like barking at, barking at him. He's like, but please come back next Sunday can't do this without you you know what i mean <laughs> so so thank we appreciate you kyle i appreciate y'all and now we get to talk about some playoff hopefuls and maybe some you know playoff pretenders because wildcard race is wide the fuck open and let's let's start with the afc because you've got four teams at seven and five right now in the steelers browns colts and texans you have three teams at six and six right now in the broncos bills and bengals now the bengals not as much players because joe burrow is of course injured they're six and six because trevor lawrence got injured in the last game they played they did not deserve to walk out with the win that time so let's take Bengals off the table of those you know, six teams, not counting any division winners right now, Steelers, Browns, Colts, Texans, Broncos, Bills. Who the hell is getting the three wild card spots? Right, hold on, let me dive in here because Sammy has no opinion because we know his team's fucking taking a one <laughs> Hold on, today. guys, I'm not all Dolphins here, okay? I've had some pretty oh, nice no, no, no. Wait, what's, what's oh, your head? Oh, what what's the, oh, okay. Oh, this, this, it's just your future MVP. Just, you know. Wow. No QB for MVP. No, it's well, not going to happen. I'm, go ahead, get, I'll let you go, Gage. I'll go, I'll let you go, Gage, since I'm very nice. Uh, from one poverty franchise to another, I am so sorry to the city of Jacksonville and Jaguar fans. It is a non-ending uh, carousel of misery, and I'm so sorry. I've been on my own for the last 27 years. Um, yeah, the Shadow Council now needs to remove the playoff spot from Jacksonville and give it away due to Trevor Lawrence's injury. Yet another Florida team that needs to be out of the playoffs <laughs> due to injury. Oh my god! Um, no, but it's a legit like worry now. Like that high ankle sprain, realistically, is probably three to four weeks. Like he will Trevor Lawrence if they make the playoffs, play in the playoffs, one thousand percent. Will he be one hundred percent? Also no. But if there's playoff football happening, you bet your ass Trevor Lawrence is going to play. Play. You bet your ass. There's no way. I don't think as an athlete, as a competitor. If you feel decently okay, then you're not going to be on that field. CJ Beathard is not going to win you fucking games. No. You saw that while he's trying to outduel Jake Browning. Like, it. That's such a. That so, is so weird, right, Kyle? Yeah. Like, 
CJ Beathard needs to outduel Jake Browning. What are we doing, man? What is the NFL season coming to? Fifty <laughs> starting quarterbacks, five zero starting quarterbacks have played in started an NFL game this year. How insane that is! That's crazy. Uh, but not not my point here. Uh, the Houston Texans are going to win that division. They're going to be the four seed. Like, let's go. Hands hands down. Let's like, go. I think, like I think they are like legit contenders to make the playoffs. Like they're a very very good team. Like even with Tank Dell being on IR, they have plenty of weapons for CJ Stroud. Nico Collins, Noah Brown. Nico, Noah Brown, and you know you might see a revival of Damian Pierce whenever that comes by. But um, they've been playing very good on both sides of the ball. Can't take away from them. And Jacksonville is just a little bit better, but now they don't have Trevor Lawrence, so off the cliff as Jacksonville will do. The worst part though is. I don't know if Jacksonville wins a game without Trevor Lawrence. I really don't. Oh, wow. Really? Oh, really? Really? I, they have Tennessee as, like, legitimately the only game they could win. And they unfortunately oh, yeah. play the oh, Colts. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking at it. Well, they play Carolina. That's a poverty franchise. Look. Okay, they play Carolina. Okay, they so that's Carolina. one guaranteed win. One. And, like, you can't even say Tennessee's a guaranteed win. But it's a divisional game. And it's always like, – you can't pretty yeah. Can't predict a division. You can't predict. You know, like the one game they will win, Carolina. Yeah, but then you have to play the Colts, who are also seven and six, going for a playoff spot in the AFC. Colts? Can, uh, no, uh, Jacksonville swept Colts. They got oh. Uh, Tampa. Oh, yeah, they yeah. yeah so that's that they, they they did good sweeping the Colts because oh, the Colts so would have had a chance to win the division. Yeah, that's what I was looking didn't. at. I thought they played the Colts one more time in Week 16. My bad. Um, well, either way, you still have to worry about it because the Colts could very well win two games while you lose two out of those for four remaining games. Mm-hmm. And now, if you win, if you only win that Carolina game and you lose to Tennessee in Week 17, and the Colts win three out of four, now you're really? out of the playoffs completely. Now you're completely out of the playoffs. The Colts have a Bengals team without Joe Burrow, the Steelers at home, the Falcons, the Raiders, and then they end their year against the Texans. Boy, oh and, boy. Guys, this Tex- is going to be a crazy end. And the Texans, theoretically, don't need to play CJ Stroud or fucking anybody in that last game. Fuck no. They'll be, they the they'll be in the playoffs. I don't I, – well, guys, I, I don't know if, Although, if you can just uh, rest them. I know where Sammy's going with this. I don't I don't, think, I don't know. I don't if, think look, Tamika look, Ryan does that. Look, 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 look. That that last game, look, look, all I'm saying is this. All I'm saying is this. Two divisional games against Tennessee. We saw what Tennessee was able to do against the Colts, who are a pretty pretty good team. Now, we, we all know they are pretty good. They took them to overtime, okay? Now, are the Colts better than the, the, than the Texans? Honestly, they beat them earlier this year. The Colts did. So, we're kind of remaining to see if the, the Texans are even better than the Colts right now, okay? I love, like, I love, I know we all love the story of CJ Stroud and that offense, right? We, we all love it, but, but they, they haven't beaten the Colts quite yet. So, the Colts have the tiebreaker if they win that game. So, that, that could come into play. I'm looking at Houston's schedule. Look, Tennessee, Cleveland, Tennessee again, Indianapolis. The reason why I don't include your Jets is because your team is poverty, Gage. And, and and with that being said, I, I I think that we have to like accept that the the Texans, the door to make the playoffs is there. 
right? It, it's obviously it's right there. But and I keep saying this, young teams like the Colts tend to lose the games that are gimme games. They tend to lose the games that seem to be the ones that are, oh, you know, we'll definitely beat this team. Oh, we'll definitely. That's not the case. Remember, earlier this year, they lost to the Carolina Panthers, okay? That's their only, that's the Carolina Panthers' only win of the season, okay? Young teams are prone to losing some of these games. So that's why against the Tennessee Titans, against the Indianapolis Colts, uh, even against Cleveland, like if that defense comes to play and Joe Flacco plays well, like like the, the, the Texans, I don't think this is, it's as clear it's as clear of a path of, as we're making it seem i think the texans are, are definitely I, I i still think the texans are gonna make the playoffs i do but there's there's a lot of there's a big chance that this team kind of not falls apart but kind of hits a speed bump that kind of derails them from the goal and that's making the playoffs so the, the wild thing is now if you look at it it's a very real chance that which none of us could have foreseen in the preseason that the division that has three teams go it's to not the playoffs the is the AFC South. It's not the North. And wow. You're it's right. real, looking like so realistic. We thought it was going to be the AFC East preseason. Jets imploded. Patriots suck. And the Bills are not it. Like, are, not I don't think, the Bills are that, that the other six and six team that I look at with the Bengals. I'm like, there's no chance. I then don't know why. Like, look, I, do I, I don't know why you guys think that about the Bills, man. That that kind of you guys, I, you guys. I I, I, I don't I don't understand why guys. You understand their their win differential at six and six is plus one hundred and one. Like this team is not bad. No, this team, they're bad. I'm just saying they dug themselves too big of a hole. I know, I know, but I feel, I feel like you guys, you guys kind of are looking at the Bills and they, you see these losses against the the Patriots and Jets, and, and Jets. you know, of course, of course, you see them not taking care of business. Look, okay, they can't take care of business. We understand that early on in the year, the backs are, are against the wall for the Bills, and if there's anybody I trust. To leave me, guys, make no mistake. If the Bills had a better record, Josh Allen would be the MVP of the league. Okay, oh. he is. He has looked the most impressive of any quarterback, aside from maybe Dak Prescott. He has looked, and he's doing it. He's doing it with. I know the interceptions. What, are Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs, and you can't re- look. Gabe Davis isn't very reliable. Khalil Shakir isn't very reliable. They don't have a a, bit, a very big run game. The offensive line isn't no, very no. impressive. And and then on top of that, the defense situationally, situationally, this defense is not good. This defense allows game-winning drives. This defense constantly, yeah. they, they put this up thirty. Not me knocking Josh Allen. This is me knocking Buffalo as a whole. I, that's but that's just I'm, pointing out more holes. Of course, they, I they're, they're doing my argument. I was <laughs> only, I was kind of only, I was only alluding to the Josh Allen MVP debate. Now, in terms of the schedule that ahead of the Buffalo Bills, look. It's not easy, right? No. Kansas City, Dallas, Chargers, New England, Miami. I don't want to count these guys out, the Buffalo Bills out, and take it from me in the division. I don't want to count out Josh Allen. I don't want to count out the team until they're knocked down for the full 10 seconds. And if they're not knocked down, I'm not going to count them out yet. And I like this. Look, look against the Eagles, one miscue. 
and that's all it took against the Broncos. One miscue. That's all to it beat took. The Broncos, though, you I do absolutely, I, of course, of course, against the Jets, against the Patriots, miscue after against miscue. Against the like, Bengals, too. You can't get blown the fuck out like that. Like, I mean, the Bengals were on a heater that game, but yeah. The, yeah, that's I'll, neither here. That that's, that's neither here nor there. Football. Come on now. Yeah, that's neither here nor there. Look, man, I think the I think the Bengals, the, not the Bengals, the Bills. Look, if if you ask me, I'm writing okay, them off. Actually, strictly, I'm writing them off strictly because of how tough that schedule is. They have the toughest remaining schedule, I think, of any team in the league. Okay, I I, I have a question for you guys, and this is going to be important, and this is for the panel. Um, between these playoff teams, I'm going to name the Bills, and the other team, you're going to say which team you prefer down the stretch. Okay, we're talking in the playoffs. Oh, not in the play- well in the playoffs. No. Obviously, no, the we're, Bills we're going are- prediction for the Bills schedule. I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. For the Bills, like who? Okay. So I'll, I'll go with the prediction, and then after that, after we do that, I'm gonna name the playoff teams, and I'm gonna ask you if you guys trust them over the Bills. But we'll start with the record prediction first. You guys ready? Yeah. Okay. So the first game against Kansas City on the road. Loss. I'm gonna go Chiefs and Arrowhead. Okay. The next game against Dallas at home. Still a loss. I think it's still a loss with Dallas. So you guys having this team losing two straight games? Six and eight. Six Six and eight. They will win. They will win out the rest of the way. They'll be in nine and eighteen. Yeah, because I don't think Miami plays hard in a week seventeen game. They got nothing to lose. Well, unless unless Tyreek needs to go. Well, that record and the number one seed. So we'll we'll see. So I I think you guys lock it up because I think. Baltimore also has a tougher schedule than you guys. I think Baltimore drops a game or two more than you guys going down the stretch. We'll, we'll see. I mean, thinking about the Dolphins being the number one seed is dangerous. But look, okay, so the Chargers, who do you guys have against the Bills? Buffalo. 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 And then New England. Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo. And then, so you guys think Miami, you guys think eight and eight going into Miami? Yes. Eight and eight in Miami, yeah. I in see. Miami, and oh, in Miami, they're finishing eight and nine. Also, uh, to be fair, though, the Chiefs and Arrowhead game will be very close. Don't get it twisted. It won't be a close game. It's going to be a close game. But I, I'm taking, personally, Chiefs at home in Arrowhead. Mm. Especially trying to bounce back. From I get a- it. And now, and, now, and now I'm asking you guys. I'm going to ask you guys who you guys trust more to get it done down the stretch. All right? Now, this is a very important question here because, because this kind of tells me what you guys think of the Bills as a whole and of other playoff teams as a whole. Okay? All right. So, would you guys trust the Bills or the Steelers more? Bills. Okay. Bills. Bill, Steelers. The Bills, but they're the no Kenny Pickett. Have a better coach, but no. Oh yeah. Okay, Look, and the Steelers also have no Kenny Pickett. Okay. I I personally agree. I think the Browns for sure. I Browns. I think the Bills would be trusted more. Um, what about the Browns? Bills, Do we yeah. trust the Bills or the Browns? Bills. DCR okay. So that's so that's two teams. Okay. The Denver Broncos. Bills. Bills. That's three teams. Okay. Well, Kyle, in- Kyle's still undecided. I think I trust the Broncos more. Ah. I honestly okay. think I trust all the right. Broncos more. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Which Fine. is not saying much because I don't trust the Broncos a whole lot, but I trust the Bills less. All right. I, I guess I get you. Texans or Bills? Who who do we Texans. trust more? Texans. Texans. Oh boy. Texans. Okay. Um, all right, man. Uh then the Indianapolis Colts. Bills. Okay. So if we trust. Had, if they had AR, 
if they had if they had AR and Jonathan Taylor Colts yeah. there. with with the schedule, I would maybe lean Colts there. Actually, no, I'm gonna go switch to Colts. Yeah. I'm going guard. I think Gardner's the best backup quarterback you have in the league. I guess. I guess. All right. All right. Stop blazing. And their schedule is just way easier. Like, yeah, yeah. Look, look, the Colts, I think, are an amazing story with Shane Steichen and Gardner Mishu. I think Shane Steichen has proven to be pretty irreplaceable. Okay. We see in Philly, Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson is not exactly the play caller that we all thought he was was going to be for Jalen Hurts. Um, I, I, I'm listening to what you're saying, and, and and Gage, you picked the Bills. You trust the Bills more than the Cleveland Browns, the Steelers, and the Denver Broncos. That's well, three teams. Just now, look at the starting quarterbacks for the first two teams in the AFC. Of course. No, of course, yeah. But look like at their offenses. With that being and, said... With that being, but with that being said, with that being said, you still don't think the Bills are? Let me ask you this: Will the Bills make the playoffs? No. No. Okay. So one of the three teams that you just mentioned that you don't trust over the Bills is going to make the playoffs. No. So math. <laughs> math. Math is not math mathing here. Mathing. Math isn't mathing here. Hold oh. on. There are no, one, no, two, wait, three, four, five, six, seven, seven spots. Seven playoff spots. Yeah, we're accounting Baltimore, for the we're accounting for division Miami. winners. Baltimore. Okay, Baltimore, we're gonna Miami. we're gonna break this down. We're gonna break this down. Okay, right now. Okay, we're doing this. Miami Dolphins division, AFC, AFC East, Baltimore Ravens AFC North, yep. Kansas City Chiefs AFC West, Jacksonville Jaguars AFC South. We have three more spots. Three more spots. Right now, those spots are held by the Steelers, the Browns, and the Colts. Now, my question to you, Gage, my question to you is who in the hell, who in the blue hell do you trust over the Bills? And you told me two teams. Texans and Colts. Texans and Colts. So what that means is that three of the teams. Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals. That means that one team is going to surprise them. Uh, Honestly, like Denver would be cool to watch. I just look. You guys trusting okay? Them, trusting them to finish more doesn't mean I think they finish better. Like, like that doesn't innately mean one to the other. It's not a, like a perfect math equation. I just don't trust the Bills with a, the hardest schedule they could possibly have in this injecture to try and make the playoffs. Do I like think they're a better team than those teams? Yes. Do I like their odds of winning? Four out of those five games? No. And you need to win four out of those five to get to the playoffs. You just do. Because you dug yourself a hole. I think I'll give you guys who I think is gonna are gonna make the playoffs right now. So the Broncos I think are, are gonna be in. I think the Broncos are gonna win four out of their last five games. They play the Chargers, they play the, the Lions, they the Patriots, the Chargers again, and Las Vegas. I think they can win four out of their I last think, five. I think games. Denver, realistically with that schedule, should I think they should. I think they should. They should at least. I think they Denver again. Rob, show the receipts of me saying that exactly in the preseason video, please. All right, all right, man. No, no, Rob, don't, don't, don't drop that in there, Rob. We don't need that. Um, (laughs) I pray on people don't fall. Anyway, look. Next, we have the Houston Texans. I think the Houston Texans are going to make the playoffs as well. Uh, Contrary to what I have been saying this entire time, I am a hypocrite. Which means that they are going to win 
probably i think they'll drop one to tennessee i think they'll drop the last game to no i think they'll win that last game against indianapolis they're gonna drop a game against tennessee though i think one of the games That's against that. tennessee That's i think that. on the road is when it's gonna happen it's gonna be a crazy trap game i don't hate that yeah. and and then after that look man look the buffalo bills oh it's hard for me to see a scenario where they don't somehow sneak in where they don't somehow sneak into that playoff spot man and even if it's just three out of their last two games i think that's enough to get the job done i think it is with two losses they'd be what nine and, like they were 10 and 7 i believe nine and eight nine and eight okay two losses they're nine and eight i think i think the the bill the steelers and browns are going to end up slumping without good quarterbacks i think the the indianapolis colts they're doing playing pretty great football but i think they're going to fall that last game against the texans it's going to be huge and i think the bills are going to I think the Bills are going to find a way to sneak in. I really do. And I and I know it's it's pretty crazy thinking about it. But I I, I just don't see a, a scenario where Josh Allen doesn't get it done and sneaks and doesn't sneak it. But so help me God, I want it to happen. But I, I think I think the Bills are just Josh Allen's too much of a freak to just just let him just, you know, miss the playoffs like that i don't think it's gonna happen and if it does sean mcdermott should be fired absolutely thousand percent oh my gosh the, the afc is such a freaking mess <laughs> luckily the nfc completely completely less messy I, I gotta say it we only have four six and six teams right now vying for wild card spots with the rams seahawks vikings and packers and with that you have two teams very clearly going like this and two teams very clearly going like this. So even then, it's a lot more of a clear picture in the NFC. The one thing that's, you know, going to be really interesting to me is are the Cowboys going to be a wild card team or are they going to be able to beat Philadelphia for the division by record because they don't have tiebreak at all. So they have to they have to win two more games and hope Philly loses I think two more if they want to take the division. Um, Sammy, do you think that's possible for the Cowboys to take the NFC East? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I'm not saying it's going to... And, and, you know, the Eagles right now need to get the, their heads out of their asses. Let, let, let's put it bluntly. Like, they need to... They need to, for real, like, get out of whatever funk they've been in. They need to just brush off whatever was going on in the in that Niners game brush it off because now it's time to go and you're going to Dallas a team that's hot a team that whose quarterback is probably the front runner for MVP who should be the front runner for MVP this Dallas team is ready to go and they have similarly to San Francisco a pretty damn good defense headlined by a pretty damn good pass rusher and a pretty damn good corner in Deron Bland okay so this is this is a team who taught from the defense to the offense they're all clicking so the Cowboys, man, they, they, look, the Eagles were playing with their food a bit too much and they haven't looked very, very, they, they've, they play with their food way too much and they haven't looked convincing in most of their wins. You get blown out by the Niners, you go into Dallas, and if you lose against Dallas, you go from number one seed in the playoff to number five. 
And in my opinion, home field advantage is pretty damn important because we all know how disgusting and annoying Philly fans are. And that's definitely to their advantage. And I mean that with all my heart, Philly fans. <laughs> so I, I think that Philly cannot, you know, let this game slide. They need, I, I repeat, they need to take this game seriously. And but I like the and to answer your question, Kyle. Absolutely, Dallas can win this like division, and they can snatch the game from the NFC East. This week. It's, it's very capable of happening. So, absolutely. I don't know. God, I don't know what divisional record they both have. I imagine it's pretty much comparable. This game is important. Like, it cannot be overstated how fucking critical Sunday Night Football is going to be for both teams. To be honest, less so for Dallas, though. I feel like. Less so for Dallas. Like, Dallas doesn't need this game. They have a wild card spot. And oh, no, I think Dallas needs it. I think Dallas needs yeah, it. I don't know about just all that. As I big. think they both Ooh. need it. They both need this just as much because I think Dallas cannot afford to get swept by Philly. I already touched on it when I think about how this NFC East could go because I very much think Dallas wins it. I, I just trust Dallas to win on Sunday. Mm. And then they have the same exact uh, head-to-head. They have the same size division, divisional, and they have the same record. I just think Philly drops one, and Dallas doesn't. I think it just goes that way. Uh, but in reality, I'm going to keep mine super simple because the NFC is super quick. We have a division winners. It's going to be, I'm going to say Dallas. Number one seed being the 49ers. Yeah. Num- number three seed, Lions. Yeah. Well, well, good so far here. Yep, and then NFC South. Who fucking cares who comes out of the game? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> just gonna go. It I'm doesn't gonna go. even matter. Like that's a bye week. I'm just gonna say the Falcons get a home game this year. Okay. Just say Falcons home Great. game this disgusting. year. Disgusting. Well, I, I, I am actually. I might lean the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think Tampa is the better team. I think Tampa is the better team, and I think next week that game against Tampa with Tampa and Atlanta is very important. I think Tampa comes out with that game. And I think they take it, take that last playoff spot. For, I'm just for lack of caring. I'm just gonna say Atlanta has it right now, so Atlanta's gonna get it. Okay. Um, number five, I have Philly because they dropped to the wild card. That's what's gonna be the most disgusting is that either Tampa or God, Atlanta is gonna be hosting either the Cowboys or the Eagles. Okay. So and here's where it sucks for the NFC North because uh, it's currently occupied by the Vikings at six and the Packers at seven. Uh, the NFC West has something to say about that with the Rams and the Seahawks. So I think I think I, they go six and Seahawks. Oh, Rams, Seahawks, six and seven. Because I just I don't trust Minnesota again. Uh, and Packers, as good as they look, they're overperforming. I don't think they close out well, though. Really? Uh, I, I just think Seattle and LA are just better teams they'll finish strong uh they have tough games and i just don't trust the young packers right now to finish i i would strongly disagree here gage and i'm gonna go ahead and give you my predictions real quick kyle Um, no that's just me going real quick uh i i i think i think um well i think that i think philly is gonna come on top of the division i think i think philly takes care of business this sunday and they and they get a crucial game, and I think they look like the the contenders that we all yeah, know. Yeah, if Philly if Philly wins this weekend, 
Like, yeah, of course, it's Philly. The respect is back on Philly's side, I think. So then we have the Niners at sec. Well, yeah, then we have the Niners as the second seed. We have Detroit as the third seed, who I don't really trust. Unless Philly loses, I don't think we see a lot of shifts going between one to three. If Philly, if Philly loses, if Philly, that's the thing. If Philly loses, I think San Francisco gets that one seed. Yes. So I, I, right. So there you go. Um, third seed, I'll go Detroit. Fourth seed, I'll go Tampa. Fifth seed, Dallas, obviously. That sixth seed, I'm gonna give it to the Packers. I'm gonna oh, give it to the Packers. Shit, I think the Packers to end the year have a favorable schedule against the Giants, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Minnesota, Chicago. I think they can win four out of their last five games and they can make, awesome. make it to the playoffs. And then that last spot, man, I know Minnesota had a lot of playoff aspirations. But damn it, I think think the Los Angeles Rams are going to figure it out. I know it's a tough road ahead of them, though. It's not easy. Going up against Baltimore, going up against San Francisco, those last two two of those games are going to be very difficult. But damn it, against Washington, against New Orleans, against Giants, I think those are are games that they should 100% win. And I think tiebreaker had to head over Seattle. Exactly. And I think and I think Seattle without Kenneth Walker has not looked the same. I think that game against Dallas is not gonna it it, it kind of paints Seattle at a good light, but I, I don't know, man. Seattle, they play Philly, I don't think they'll beat Philly. They play San Francisco, I don't think they'll beat San Francisco. That's nine and eight. I think the Rams are nine and eight as well with that tiebreaker. Rams yeah, make the playoffs. That's fine. I'm okay yeah. with that. And I'm pretty much in Honestly, I'm pretty much in complete agreement with you, except for one potential sticking point. If the Niners do not have anything to play for in the last week against the Rams, then I think the Rams will get the sixth seed, and I think the Packers will get the seventh seed. Like you said, I don't oh, trust Minnesota okay. at all. Yeah, I, 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 I think more realistically, at LA at six. I, I, I think I think LA can jump to I think LA can jump to six over Green Bay, but I do think Green Bay is going to end relatively strong not necessarily like not necessarily like oh they're going to make noise in the playoffs but there's it just depends if they have the tiebreakers going for that seven seed which i think they will worry it's either going to be it's either going to be um detroit it's got it's either going to be cowboys eagles detroit or Philly, not Niners. Yeah, the Niners there in that last in that spot against the Packers. The one team I think the Packers can upset are the Detroit Lions. That's the one team if they go head to head and the Packers sneak into that six seed and they face the Lions. Fraud watch for the Lions is all I'm gonna say. Dang, fraud watch for the Lions. All right, there you have it. Those are some of our you know wild card predictions. Let us know how we did. We're pretty much we pretty much covered it all um uh, gosh that was that was a lot of that was a lot of playoff talking there's a lot of numbers going through my head i was trying to remember schedules and tie breaks thank god we get to hit an outro right here that is going to do it for this episode no we did not preview thursday night football because it's fucking terrible it's a patriot it's gonna set off uh, nfl offense back 50 years it's gonna be an atrocious game to watch. don't watch it they might don't have under 200 yards combined maybe that's that's generous uh, 
No, don't watch Thursday Night Football. We didn't talk about it, so you shouldn't watch it. It's terrible. Don't even worry about it. Until the next time, that is Gage. That's Sammy. I'm Kyle. It has been a great time hanging out with you all in the Gridiron segment. We will see you on the next one. Peace. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I got to ask, what's the the top anime right now? What are we watching? 